You're listening to Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR Radio Fitzroy, Victoria, on the lands of the Wurundjeri, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters will bring you environment, social justice stories. I'm Kerry Lee Harding. Hello and welcome to Earth Matters. This week we welcome you to Saving the Murray-Darling Part 3. Today on the program, I'm joined by guest William Brian Bates, also known as Uncle Badger Bates, a Barkindji traditional owner and elder, and Grant Rigney, a Nut and Jerry man, who are both living at different ends of the Murray-Darling River systems. And both of these men are extremely passionate about saving the Murray and the Darling rivers. Today we're in conversation on the Murray-Darling Basin Plan latest as we take a look at some of the politics and you'll also hear about the latest fish kills at the Menindee Lakes which is now estimated to have 3 million fish killed as Uncle Badger Bates will explain coming up soon in the program. First up, let's hear some audio and as you can hear, ABC Broken Hill is covering the issue on the ground yarning with two aunties on the current state of water in their community. Dottie, I wouldn't drink that. Neither would I. I wouldn't even look at my grandkids. You know what? I wouldn't even water that to my plants because my plants would die from the smell of it. You're listening to Earth Matters. And now to our guest, Uncle Badger Bates. And I first started off by asking Uncle, what is the very latest this week up the Menindee Lakes on his country? The current situation today is there's more fish killed and it's uh the, what the, the first fish kill went through about two or three weeks the first one the second one it killed a lot of cod and perch and all that and this one now is killing just about everything we got a little ninth of a bony brim what they call a, a silver brim and and we call it a bony brim heron I, I can't say that word probably in here. True. Anyhow, <laughs> You're right, yeah, Uncle. What, what we call, we call that fish Nantpa, and to us Barkany people, that fish is some of our people's totem. And, and the people were seeing it now, they're crying, and then it's very upsetting, you know, growing men's crying over that fish because that's their relation. And, and also what's happening now, they're killing another brim, uh, what they call a silver perch. Uh, a lot of people call it a grunter, but we call that fish bungalow, and, and that fish is on the endangered on the endangered list, but it's, they're, they're just dying in the you know the heaps up here. Also, they put on that was over a million fish. That's the estimate now is more. It'll be about four or five million easy. Of, you know, or three million or something like that. Oh, my goodness. So the fish are dying. We met with the Minister Niall Blair. We talked about a water-sharing plan. When they first started the Murray-Darling Basin done this uh, water-sharing plan, they never met with us, Barkindy people. We got our native title back in 2015, and just when they gave us our native title, they started to drain the bark of that you know, before that, and and the Menindee Lake system, mm. and they're saying it's a water-sharing plan, but that's a lie because us Barkindy people, with our native title, we are entitled to some of that water, and they and we're talking about cultural water, what we once stored at the Menindee Lakes, 
But Niall Blair has not given us yes, you can do that. So you feel he like you're not, you feel like your voice is not being heard by the New South Wales state government. That's that's right, uh, and then it's by the New South Wales state government, and that goes for the Water Minister, for Gladie, what's her name? I forget her name. Yeah, anyhow, she came the other day, her and someone else, and they went down to Wentworth, that's the junction of the Murray Darling, you know, the Darling running to Murray, and came up a little bit. But she never went up to Wilcannia where there's really a bad crisis and and mm. all that. And and us Barkindy people, we are, just to give you a bit of rundown of who we really are, we we, we are Barker Weembridges, that's mean we are Darling River black people. We take our name from the Barker, which is the Darling River, and we're telling the government we want to change back to be the Barker again and not the darling. And what did the so, minister say to that? He just said, oh, he never said, yeah, you know, he's going to do anything. He said, oh, yeah, 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 you know, just like that. But sort of more or less passing the, passing the buck. And I mm. asked him today, I said, you know what should happen here today? If you're going to work with us, you should give us apologies, barking you people. And the rest of these mid-Indy people at Libby, they black and white here. What a little demonstration, but it wasn't a bad one. It was just a friendly one. I went around and talked to everyone. I said... If we're going to have respect, show him, we're going to show him respect and he'll give us respect. I said, if we start yelling, we're going to get nowhere. And the police officers was there and we went and talked to the police officers and they said, no, no, you're right. Were there police said, there while you were meeting with the minister? Yeah, there, there was, uh, yeah. There was True. Six, six, yeah, six police. Even one of the fishery fellows was there and he was all dressed up with a... See, the Menindee Lake system, there is fishermen here already, local fishermen, mm. and there's black fellas here. So what they do, they'll get someone from away to come and f- clean the fish and not the locals. So we're still losing, losing uh, employment, you know. Mm, mm. That could have been employing for three or four people from here or six people. You know, True, away, gutting the fish, eh? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. maybe there won't be any more yeah. fish left to gut. Do you think it's yeah, too well, late? Yeah. A lot of people uh, have, are on social media this week. Yeah, you, of course, yeah. were on the project on Channel yeah, 10 yeah, talking about yeah, this yeah, very yeah. devastating issue. Is it yeah. too late or what can we do now to save well, the Murray-Darling what, system? What, what we can do is keep on fighting and not being too aggressive but... The Murray-Darling Basin and the water people, the ministers, they got to listen to the local people. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white, so we can get a management thing going for the future for our kids. And I, myself, will, I will never give up hope because we're going to get rain soon, and I told him we're in a drought. We know all that. Mm. It's, we live out here. He don't. I said to the people, don't go and attack him. I said, we've got to play him and we've got to play him off. So that's what we've done. Yeah, true. But it was still, it was still deaf and even the police stood back and they said, no, you know, we, we, we've got a job to do. I said, no, we appreciate what you're doing. They're putting up this water share and plan now and there's seven auction, options. So what they want to do is let the water drain faster out of the lakes and it's a water share and plan. I'm saying, no, this is barking your country. We've got native title over it. And I told him in front of everyone. True, eh? That we don't want no more... Uh, mucking around with them lakes until you fix the problem up here what you started and fix this water share and plan up then we'll come and sit down at the table I said because this is our country and we're fighting it for everyone we all stand united What's the general feeling in your community from both black fellas and white fellas? It's, it's alright still a little bit of tension with them you know some will come up with this idea some will come up with that 
But the, the feeling here in Menindi around Libya, I live in Braganil, but I'm originally from Mulcania, but this is part of our country. The tension is there, and I keep telling them, don't worry about the fish. Go to something else. We know the problem is they all come together and try and work out and tell the government not to be so stupid and listen to us. That's what we've got to do. But the tension you know, is it's there. You just can't, they just can't help it. So did the water... So did the Water Minister say that he'll get back to you on what you discussed this week? He, no, he never said. He just said, that's why I'm out here and, and all this and that. That's why I want to see it first. And he said, what are you going to do? And he, he said, oh, we've got to go back and talk about this. And when we asked him for our cultural water, what we're entitled to after environmental flow, mm. he said, oh, I just got to go through camera. I said, but you can do that. Answer, he wouldn't answer it and say, yes, he'll get cultural water. Like all you fellas, you know, you fellas are a mob. If you come up to our country, we want something to show you. We want some water where you can go and sit on the river. What are we looking at now? What are you looking at today when you go down to the river? What are you seeing? A lot of dead fish, heaps of dead fish, and mainly there's his bony brim and his other silver silver bird, they call him, which is a black brim. And, uh, well, he must have went for his boat ride. They just took the trail of... Nice big flash boat they got. True. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, what, what you're looking at today is, is a sorry sight. We haven't had one of the ladies from the ABC. She's looking at it and she's wiping tears away and saying, look, I've got a job to do. She said, but this is bad. You know, what can we do? And she said, I know, you know, but it's bad. But they've been good up there, Broken Hill, ABC, of oh. course, covering this issue for you, Uncle. Bro- Broken Hill is really, really good. They just like family, you know, they dare. When we ask, they're always there, so it's really, really great, yeah. Us mob at 3CR are always here for you as well. All the time, Uncle Badger Bates, any time you need Thank to you. talk. Where to now for the Menindee Lakes, for the Murray-Darling Basin Plan? What would you like to see in a perfect world, Uncle? I'd like to see in a perfect world that they manage the lakes a bit better than what they're doing. The lakes was formed, done, uh, you know, they started making dams back in 60-something, and they worked all right for getting water to South Australia. But now they're coming up with a plan, and even the plan is not working. They, South Australia got no water. The Darwin got no water. Mm. And the Menindee community got no water. So their plan is just a waste of paper what it's written on, to me. Yeah, and true. No, and there's no proper consultation or negotiation with the people, you know, whether you're black or white. And the people in the community just say they're going to do this and they'll come and they'll say, this is what we're going to do. And we say, you know, no, this is what we'd like to see. Then they don't come back and talk to us. So it's not even proper consultation with the people. Totally understandable. Where to from here with uh, working with the government, do you think, Uncle? We'll keep on going and we just hope that we can help the government see the mistake what they made, working with them, fix it and, you know and give something, because Menindi, years ago, it was a town where there was employment, the mob used to come down from, well, can you get work here and go out in the dirt? Hmm? But now here, it's just like a, it's like a bomb in it, you know, there's dead grapevines everywhere, people just walking around black and white, no employment, nothing. Well, we wish you all the best, Uncle Badger Bates, with your fight. Is there any last words that you've got for our 3CR Radical yeah. radio listeners, what can we do as people to help you as traditional owners on country with this very serious national issue? What can we do as people to help? As people to help, well, just from my mob, we 
don't want to see what's happened to us and the fish in our river happen to anyone else. But what people got to realise, they put a pipe from Wentworth on the Murray River where the Darling is the Murray up to Bur uh, Brogan Hill and they're going to drain the Murray through. So please help us. We don't want to see anything happen to that Murray because oh, we big certain... river, they, can, they, they can destroy it. We absolutely don't. And uh, I was swimming up uh, about 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 Christmas time. I was up swimming in the Murray River at Aubrey, and it was just beautiful, yeah. Uncle. Free flowing, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But that will be affected in in yeah. due time as well. You're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, Mildura is just growing its turn into a city on the Murray. Mm. And you know, and those people need water. Yeah, I've heard so the water. We've got to yeah, we've got to be really careful because the Murray now. At the moment, at Mildura, just up, uh, there's, a, there's a lock near Mildura and it's just full of blue-green algae up there with a ski and all that. So that's what's happening at Mildura right now as we speak. Yeah, I've heard up Kamragunja Way too, up on Kamragunja Mission. The waters are up there uh, starting to change, yeah. That's right, yeah. It's bad mismanagement right around. Yeah, not good at all, not good at all. We wish you well with the fight, Uncle Badger Thank Bates, uh, Barkindji Man. Thank you so much for joining us on 3CR Thank today. Yeah, no worries, thanks. You're listening to Earth Matters and broadcast on the Community Radio Network with me, Kerry Lee Harding. And that was William Brian Bates, also known as Uncle Badger Bates, a Barkindji traditional owner and elder. And coming up next, you'll hear from Grant Rigney from the Nutanjeri Nation, who is also currently the Deputy Chairperson from Mildren. And today we're in conversation on the Murray-Darling Basin Plan, and I'm yarning with two different traditional owners from different ends of the Murray-Darling River systems. This is Earth Matters, and coming up next, you'll hear from Nutanjeri traditional owner Grant Rigney. My name is Grant Rigney. I'm the chairperson of the Nutanjeri Native Title uh, Management Committee and I'm also the chair of the Nutanjeri um, Aboriginal Corporation um, in the Lower Lakes in the Coorong region, um, Mid-Murray region of South Australia. So we're right down at the Murray Mouth and uh, I'm also the vice-chair of the Murray-Lower Darling Rivers Indigenous Nations as well. So I wear a few hats around this area um, but I have been involved with the uh, sort of water area now for uh, the last nearly 15 to 20 years. So um, I've got a bit of experience in these spaces and I also formerly sat on the um, an organisation or a group called the Basin Community Committee, um, which is a, a federal body that's uh, elected by um, state ministers and water ministers to um, sit on this uh, body that feeds information back in from community concerns back into the Murray-Darling Basin Authority's board. So, um, yeah, there's a fair bit of involvement that I've been in this area. And uh, um, at this present moment, we don't seem to believe that our, um, or we not seem, but we do believe that our voices are not being very well heard within this space at the present moment, particularly what's happening within the, the Darling, um, or as the Barkindji people would call the Barker. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we have some real major concerns about what's happening in this space. And we're trying to uh, find processes and ways where we can actually look at um, mitigating some of these problems of this environmental impact that's happening right throughout um, the region within the Murray-Darling Basin. Um, it's not just the, the Darling River that's going to be that is affected, um, which it is at the present moment, which is devastating, um, but we're also having um, you know, major impacts around the Macquarie River and um, right up through Walgett into the top, of, top end of uh, Queensland. Uh, 
we're having issues around water getting um, water being available um, coming down through those tributaries and those river systems back into the Darling as well. And I've only just heard the other day um, that there's also some concerns that are happening around the Murrumbidgee as well. So um, I think a lot of the actual uh, stakeholders and the traditional owner groups around there are starting to really um, voice their concerns and the impacts that are going to be happening within that space at the same time. We know in recent weeks there's been a number of fish kills in western New South Wales, which again has put this uh, issue back in the spotlight uh, to people right around Australia. How are you feeling when you see these fish kills on the television up from that country? How does that make you feel as a traditional owner from the other end of the river? Well, it makes us really angry to tell you the truth. Um, We've been saying for many, many years now, if not decades, uh, about the over-allocation of water um, within the Murray-Darling Basin itself and those impacts are certainly um, at the forefront now within the whole of the country. Um, unfortunately, uh, a lot of people who do live in the cities, um, uh, particularly in the major capitals, uh, are not really um, seeing these impacts within their own backyards, but it, it certainly will be... Um, down the track, there will be major impacts happening within a lot of the cities. But from a Nuttingley perspective, uh, from our end of the system, at the mm. very, um, the source of the of the um, of, uh, where the water comes out to the Great Southern Ocean, it is going to have impacts on us. And uh, we're trying to gather what those impacts are going to be. We have a fair ideology of what they would be. Um, I think, you know, myself personally, I, I think that we are going to have. Uh, fish kills down into South Australia. We, we will potentially have um, deoxygenisation of water within the river system in the Murray itself and potentially black water events as well. Um, the fish kills are, are great to get the carp out of the system, but the impacts on the native fish are devastating at this moment and their breeding cycles um, and their spawning cycles are going to be major impacted over, over the next um, period of time as well. I hear what you say there about the carp, which has been a disaster to our waterways, of course, the uh, old fish, the carp. But it's not good that other native fish are being affected in these fish kills as well. No, not at all. And considering that I've seen some of the um, imagery that's been coming out around the the major um, big uh, cods that have been floating dead on the river system, these are the major breeding processes really that are done within that um, area around the Darling right down through to the Murray-Darling Junction itself so it is the biggest population area of spawning for, for cod and for silver perch and we're having major impacts that are happening within that space at the same time. And we know that a lot of those Murray cod as well uh, are really, really old fish and they sit in those big um, big water holes too, eh? quite deep down and they're around for many years. I, don't, I can't imagine what life would be like without our Murray cod in our river system. Yeah, well, it's the same for us. I mean, for, for Nuttingley, our, our creation stories um, really do pertain back to the creation of the Murray River through the actual cod itself, which we call Pondy. Um, and that goes all the way down to the end of the system itself um, through our creator Nurundari. And, uh, you know, it, it does have a major impact on our people down this way spiritually um, and also as, you know, as an environmental impact as well. But the spiritual impact for us as a people is that we have uh, what we call Nazis, uh, which I suppose in a Western context they would look at as um, 
totems. Um, but the Nazis uh, have a responsibility, our, our people have a responsibility to those Nazis. And it's very, very difficult to have a responsibility to a, a, a fish species that are potentially going to be nearly wiped out for a, a, you know, the next 10 to 20 years if those um, events don't get um, mitigated in some way and getting water down the system. And, and it's not just drought. Yes, um, drought does have a small impact on it. Um, but it's mainly the over-allocation of water um, from those higher um, end uh, stakeholders that are really um, doing the damage to that space, and it does spiritually um, affect our people and emotionally and, and physically affect our people at the same time by not being able to enjoy um, swimming within those waters and actually going out and teaching our young ones about those creations of sharing and caring and making sure that all living things are connected still and we have a responsibility to that and that's been um, taken away from a lot of the people as well. I'm wondering how are locals feeling in your area, your fellow Jerry mob, how are they feeling about this national issue? Oh, they're, they're devastated at this moment, they're looking for answers and the answers are not as easy as we would hope they would be. Um, in, in my eyes they are, it, it, it's about over-allocating um, water to a, um, an entity, particularly within um, you know, cotton, rice and irrigation. Uh, and I know these things are, uh, some, some of those things are very important in some aspects for the economies of, of, of the country itself, but at the expense of the environment, well, I don't think it is. And that we need to be making sure that we're very pragmatic and very um, logical about the processes of our sustainability within these areas for future generations. It's not about putting money in your pocket or gross domestic product within Australia, which, as I said, is important, but um, at the end of the day, it's not as important as the environment and the sustainability of our landscapes and all living things um, into the future for our future generations. You mentioned a little bit earlier in our conversation, Grant, that uh, you've been across and working on water and environment issues for the last 20 years as a local traditional owner of Narangeri. Um What have you seen over the last 20 years and how has that made you feel? What's happening to our river systems? Oh, what, what I get very, very angry about is that we keep hearing from our politicians and this really be, has become a political football um, and, and it's, a, it's a damn shame on the country for going down that pathway. This is really a people's problem and a community problem, not a political football. And so we're trying to actually say to these people who are in the powers to be at this present moment in time that there needs to be a complete re-evaluation of allocations for licences, in um, particularly cotton and rice. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, these, these are the two major components of water or yields of water that they that they require to get their yielding from. And it doesn't really match. It's not a cultural match to the environment. It's not a cultural match to the people. And that's the major impact here is um, people need to be answerable uh, for over-allocating water licences that are potentially that the water is not there as a basin-wide strategy um, when you go back into that political arena because that's where the game's played at, unfortunately. Um, we do hear a lot of talk about community concerns in these areas, but are those concerns being heard? Um, no, to a certain extent. They, they are sort of tokenistically taken on as a face value type of thing. 
um, they don't incorporate cultural knowledges into those um, sort of pathways of science. Um, cultural knowledge is a science in its own right, and it needs to be recognised as that. We have sustained this country for tens or hundreds of thousands of years in that space of, of making sure that water flows into, around and through country. We have a responsibility for our, our brothers and sisters upstream and downstream. And those sciences are not looking at those really collectively and they're not actually incorporating them into the literature that has been put into the recommendations going back up to the power. So we do have a bit of a dilemma in that space. Um, but then again, you know, it's, it's pretty hard for us as a people to be getting those like aspirations into those areas, um, considering we're not still um, citizens in our own country um, under this um, current uh, Australian constitution, which has been referred to as the white Australia policy. So we're trying to push our ways into those things by writing into the literature, writing into all of those documentations, or whether it be environmental watering, or whether it be through the uh, Ramsar processes of the lower lakes and, and the other icon sites that are contained within the actual Murray-Darling Basin itself. And you know, Ramsar is a, is a really key point that we need to be pushing down as traditional owners. It's an international covenant that the Australian government have um, engaged in. They've endorsed it and they've ratified it, but they've actually never really put it into practice. So we, we're trying to push our way into that space by getting ourselves into that literature. The international world is watching us like a hawk at the moment. Um, they, they see the Murray-Darling Basin Plan as one of, if not the best planned or water efficiencies within the world. And if that's the case, we're, I think as a worldwide um, peoples, we're in, we're in dire straits and dire trouble. You've been listening to Earth Matters and broadcast on the Community Radio Network with me, Kerry Lee Harding. And today on the program, you've been listening to Saving the Murray-Darling Part 3. And that was Nut and Jerry traditional owner Grant Rigney there and the deputy chairperson from Mildren. And also in today's show, you heard from Aboriginal elder William Brian Bates, also known as Uncle Badger Bates, a Barkindji traditional owner from Broken Hill. As we heard the latest today from traditional owners from along different parts of the Murray and Darling Rivers and how the Murray-Darling Basin Plan is impacting them. Thanks for listening to the program today. Earth Matters is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Fitzroy, Victoria, on the lands of the Wurundjeri and is broadcast nationally across the country via the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Federation for their generous financial support. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page, Earth Matters 3CR Radio. You can also follow us on Twitter at EarthMRadio. If you'd like to listen or share this or previous editions of the program, you can find all our podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash earth matters. Well, that's it for today. I do hope you've enjoyed listening to the program. Thanks for your company this week and the Earth Matters team will be back again next week with more deadly green social justice news from all over this awesome planet. I'm Kerry Lee. I'll see you next time. Thank you.